Hi everyone, I'm Michael Bisping, and you're listening to the Mirror TKO Podcast. Former lightweight and welterweight champion BJ Penn battles the unstoppable, relentless John Fitch. Also, coming off three straight wins, including two knockout victories, Jorge Rivera will look to solidify his top contender status as he faces explosive powerhouse Michael Bisping. And vicious submission master George Sotiropoulos looks to move one step closer to the title. But first, he must defeat the most dangerous kickboxer in the division, Dennis Seaver. The Ultimate Fighting Championship presents UFC 127, live Saturday, February 26th, only on ESPN. Right, this is the Mirror TKO podcast with me, Simon Head, and Dan Ferdinand. Hello. And joining us uh, is Michael Bisbing, preparing for Jorge Rivera, UFC 127. Yep. First question, it was the first thing that le- leapt into my mind when I heard about the fight. What was your reaction when you were paired with Jorge Rivera? Because I was expecting you to be paired up with someone like Nate Marquardt or Damian Meyer, because uh, you're right up there with a, with a shot at the title. Yeah, yeah well, th- well, thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I wasn't overly thrilled. To be honest, you know, in my mind, uh, I, I wanted someone, uh, you know, more uh, high-profile fighter, you yeah. know, that, that that was that would have possibly guaranteed a title shot. Had I won that fight, I called the well, I told my manager, and I, and I said I, I actually asked for Nate Marquard. I said, yeah. I said, what about Nate Marquard? I said he's just come off a fight, you know, he lost the fight, but still, he's he's a big name, you mm. know, and these are the types of fights I want. The UFC, uh, for one, well, not for one reason or, or the other. The reason being, he's lost his last two in a row. They, they, they didn't want to make the fight. They said, Jorge Rivera, all right, he hasn't got the, the star name that um, uh, Marquard has, but he's won his last three in, 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 uh, in a tr- on, on the trot. He's uh, he's done he's, he's won them well. You know, he's stopped them all. He, mm. He's looking good. We think it'd be a great fight, an exciting fight, yeah. um, which I'm sure it will be, uh, and it'd be a great core main event for Sydney. So, you know, I mean, uh, ultimately, I can put my opinions forward, but I'll never yeah. turn the fight down and... You know, they're in the business of making the fights, and I'm just a fighter, and you know, I'm sure they know what they're doing. Um, it, it, it is possibly a dangerous fight in some respects because it's, it's a lose lose situation. You know, if I go yeah. out there and, you know, um, God forbid he, he beats me, people say, oh, we've got to beat off this guy who's, uh, you know, I mean, he's not exactly a household name, so to speak. Yeah. And if I win, you know, a lot of critics are going to say, oh, well, so what? He should have beat him. Yeah. Um, but, it, but on the flip side of that, I'm a fighter, I'm a professional fighter, this is what I do. You know, um, I want to keep fighting, keep uh, relevant. You know, and I, I don't want to sit on the sidelines and wait for, you know, one one, one of the because um, apparently one of the problems was that all the other big names, so to speak, they've all got fights, they've all got commitments. Right. You know, so I want to keep fighting, keep relevant, and uh, oh, Harry Vera is the man. Have, have the UFC mentioned anything in terms of have they said like you know you're doing us a favour by taking this fight at this time or are there certain promises they've made down the line For example, I mean Anderson Silva has apparently come out and said he'd love to fight you in London as yeah. an example yeah. he's obviously got business to deal with sure. at 126 yeah. is that something that's been discussed with the UFC guys it isn't in, no in to be honest I mean I mean, f- for me I, I'm I'm assuming I, I'm, I'm pretty low maintenance for the UFC you know I'm, I'm not always on the phone I'm not complaining mm. I'm not doing this and that I just I, I keep my nose clean I, I, I keep a low profile and then when it's time to fight I, you know I do a few interviews and I fight you know so and I just pretty much do, not do what I'm told but I just fight who they say to fight and that's that so um, they, they, you know there's been no talk of you doing us a favour or anything like mm. that far from it um, all I can do is keep, keep winning my fights and keep hoping to get a title shot if I, if I beat Jorge Rivera um which I plan on doing, and I think I will. Uh, I think, um, well, Anderson's fighting Vitor yeah. in a couple of weeks. Uh, after that, 
he's got a number one contender fight, Yushin Okami. He's earned that right. Yeah. So he's probably going to fight him in the, well, whoever the champ is is going to fight him in the summer. Yeah. So I'm going to have to have another fight anyway. Okay. Uh, which I don't believe a, a win over Jorge would um, earn me a title shot anyway. Right. I don't mean that in a dis- disrespectful way to yeah. Jorge. That I think that's just the facts. Um, so I'd probably fight again in the summer. Hopefully against you know a, you know top three or four opponents. Someone like a Mark Watt, yeah, who may be coming off a win by then. So, yeah. so, someone like that up there, and then fingers crossed to get through that. I think that'd line up a, a title fight towards the end of the year. Is this a really a, a very much a mental fight? Because as you say, um, it's not a household name. So you've got to make sure you're mentally prepared to go in and do your job and get out of there with a victory. Absolutely. Take him too lightly, or yeah, <coughs> no, I, well, well I, I never underestimate anybody, and but, but for me, this is this, this for me. I want to continue, you know. All right, I, I took a bad loss to uh, Dan Anderson. I got knocked out. After that, I came back had a good win against Dan and uh, sorry, Dennis Kang. Yeah. Um, lost a close one to Vandalay. Good win against Miller. Good win against Akiyama. Um, you know, I just want to keep building up my me- on that momentum. I want to go out there, put on another good stellar performance, get the stoppage, get a good win. And, and just keep improving and, and keep getting people talking about me, generating the hype. And, you know, when I get a title shot, I want to deserve it. You know, I, I want to earn that right. I don't just want to be giving it because, um, you know, a few pieces of the puzzle fell into place, so to speak. You know, I want to earn it. And, and that's what this fight's about, you know, fighting the best challenger around at the time and, and, um, and you know, getting one step closer to a title shot. And... You know, growing in confidence. You know, I, I mean, I think I've grown in confidence uh, physically and mentally as a fighter. And um, you know, I, I think you know now's my time this year, 2011. Hopefully. Do you look back at your previous fights? For example, um, your fight with Charles McCarthy was on uh, Fiverr. Uh, yeah. When was it? Tuesday night it was on. And I no. taped it and I watched it last night. And the difference between you then and you now is is quite stark. I mean, the performance was good. Yeah, and you know you stopped him very well with most mostly with uh, Muay Thai and knees. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know you you seem a lot stronger at the weight now than you were then. I think that was your first fight in middle. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I didn't know that was on. I saw on Twitter a lot of people yeah. saying, "Oh, I just watched your fight, etc." So that was good. But uh, yeah, I've definitely grown as a fighter, um, and you know. I'm definitely stronger now. I mean, I'm bigger, stronger. I'm a heavier middleweight than I was then because yeah. that was my first fight coming down from like heavyweight, and I never used to cut weight at all. Mm. After the Dan Anderson fight, I went into that fight way too skinny. I'd get right down to the weight. You know, people cut weight now. Yeah. I, you know, I get down to 200 pounds and I cut down to 185. So I'm I'm regularly doing a 15 pound weight cut. So I'm going yeah. in there. I'm a decent sized middleweight now, as opposed to going in there like a skinny bastard, which is what <laughs> I was doing for a bit. You know, I was yeah. way too skinny. You know, I, I was I was fit and light. But ultimately, if you're too skinny and too weak, you know, you're going to come a cropper, which I did eventually, thanks. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, it's all experience. It's a learning curve, you know. I mean, you know, you do well in England on the small shows, you get in the UFC, you know, it's a different mm-hmm. ball game, you know. And, and I, I've done well, I'm 10-3, and three, you know, which is a good record, but, you know, I've had to learn some valuable lessons along the way. Yeah, and in terms of, um, you, you mentioned the, uh, some of the small shows there from, yeah. from the UK. You've obviously worked your way up through through the domestic scene. Do you keep a, an eye on what's happening? In I do try to. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a fan of mixed martial arts. Obviously, I train at the Wolf side. There's lots of guys. I mean, we're lucky we've got a good few guys in the yeah. UFC at the Wolf side, but we've got lots of guys that fight on smaller shows, grassroots levels, and yeah. things like that. Um, my son goes to a gym uh, near where I live, and they have you know guys fighting on smaller shows. Um, in between fights, I'm, I'm pretty much just dedicating myself to my family and my kids yeah. and stuff like that, but. 
I definitely try to, and I go and uh, do the corners for some of the lads. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I, 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 you know, I try and keep my finger on the tabs on uh, on what's going on in the MMA world. Yeah, cool. Um, your last performance, obviously, was at the O2 against Akiyama. Yep. Uh, one fight of the night. Incredible atmosphere. I was cage side for that. It was. I was saying, like, I've come from a football background. I'm a, I'm a football yep. football nut, and I've been to lots of massive matches. I went to the World Cup, watching England play in the quarterfinals of the World Cup in Germany. Nothing matched the atmosphere that was in the O2 that night. It was unbelievable. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. I came home yeah. and I said, that was the best atmosphere I've ever been to in a sporting event. It Should have been in the MEN. Was, no, it, was, was it even better? Was it even bigger? <laughs> well, I don't know. London was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. They're all good. Yeah. They're all good. I'm not going to... But yeah, Manchester it, above London. <laughs> no, it was you bring me next time I'm down there. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big night for for British uh, MMA. Obviously, we had three Brits on the card. Um, yeah. Last time we spoke was in the lead up to that. We spoke to yourself, mm-hmm. John Hathaway, Dan Hardy. Sure. Unfortunately for the other two lads, the fights didn't go their way. Yeah. And and Dan, obviously, his was quite a spectacular loss in in, sure. in, in a way. Were you aware that all this was happening while while you were preparing for the fight? Yeah, yeah. Oh, in uh, in your locker room, you have a TV on in there. Yeah. And it shows all the fights. Which is good. You get to keep in a, um, you get to see the fights how they're going down because yeah. you know I mean we're interested. You know I mean leading up to a fight, you know who else is on the card and you're quite interested. And sometimes there's other fights in your weight class, so you want to see them and this and that. And also yeah. it gives you a feel of the crowd and the night and how, what what to expect. So mm. you, you definitely watch it. And also you know you like you like to keep a good eye on it because you know how quickly it's getting to your fight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so you so you, you, you yeah yeah you know okay just. You know, two or three more fights got to start really, you know, intensifying the warm up, etc. Mm. Things like that. Um, so yeah, so I'm watching it, and you know, a couple of lads weren't doing so well, and then John took quite a bad loss. You know, he got dominated, unfortunately, mm. and then obviously Dan, you know, Dan got knocked out, and you know, I was like, oh, damn, you know, I mean, this is what what we wanted. We wanted England to go out there and have a clean sweep, and it was a bit of a shame. So. Um, did you, you feel know, under more pressure? Did, yeah, did, did well, you think I want to say you know there's a few different things going through your mind. Number one, you know you, you've just seen that happen. You know you don't want that to happen to you. You know uh, you don't want everyone out there going home deflated because all yeah. the, all the English lads have been beat. You don't want England as a spot as a nation. You know because the, the whole world's watching the yeah. UFC. It's like 250 countries, something like that. You don't want everyone thinking ah. Oh, they can't fight in England, you know. So it's, it does. It adds a lot of pressure. Ultimately, I want to go out there for my for my own reasons and my family yeah. and things like that. You know, I'm not going to lie, but those things do come in, in into play as well. So, yeah, all in all, there was a bit of extra pressure, but I tend to find that you know under pressure, I do I do perform better. And the actual fight itself with Akiyama, I mean, it was a fantastic fight. Um, bruising, bruising encounter, especially for yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Akiyama's nuts at one point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was unreal. Uh, it was, uh, it was, it was quite funny. Where just before he started again, the crowd were sort of getting on his back a little bit, and he, yeah. was, he was almost apologising to the crowd. It's well, one of those things. It happens in MMA a lot, doesn't it? Getting caught. Well, in the, I just uh, want to touch upon that. The fact of the matter is, <laughs> okay. he, he was about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like what you did there. The fact of the matter is, he was about to be knocked out. He was starting to stumble and wobble across that yeah. floor. He looked like he'd had ten pints of Guinness. Okay, I did kick him in the nuts because yeah. I felt it on, my, on, on his groin guard, on my shin bone. So I'm yeah. not going to deny that. But yeah. we have groin guards on, and the big metal structures around your nuts. Okay, right. it doesn't hurt. It might a tiny little bit, but you don't need to lie on okay. the floor for five minutes. It was okay. a very long time. Yeah, he was taking the piss. He, <laughs> he, 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 was, he, was, he was doing what he needed to do to recover. My, my boxing coach was going mental. He was going to throw a bloody pillow on a duvet in. <laughs> you know, he, was having a, he took a nap halfway through it. Um, 
So, you know, he was playing the game. You, def- don't, you, don't, you dealt with it quite well. So you... I'm not sympathetic there. You know, I was apologetic. You've got to yeah. play the game. Yeah. But I knew I thought you sneaky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you, came, you came quite close to stopping him after that as well. Yeah. I mean, it was... Uh, that last round was, was, oh, was mad, he's, wasn't it? He's, he's, he's tough as old boots. You know, mm. he really is. He's got a granite chin, warrior spirit, you know, never say die attitude. Mm. You know, he has my respect. I mean, I'm only playing around there. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for the guy. Um, but he did take a nap. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of respect for the guy. And, yeah, yeah, it was a great fight. I enjoyed it. I actually really enjoyed that fight. It, it was fun to be involved it was in. A, it was probably more fun for me than him by the end Possibly, of it. yeah. But still, but still, it was good. There was a nice mutual respect between us. You could feel it. Good, and uh, obviously you've got Rivera next. Tell us what we can expect from Jorge Rivera. Well, I think primarily he's, 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 um, he's a Thai fighter, his style, he comes from a Thai boxing background. Yeah. Um, been around the UFC for a long time, 13 fights in the UFC, so, you know, 30 fights in the UFC, I, I think that speaks volumes about a fighter. Um, he's fought Anderson Silva, did pretty well against Anderson Silva until he got knocked out, you know, but he was doing well up until yeah. that point. Rich Franklin gave Rich Franklin a good fight, lost by armbar. Took a couple of bad knockouts, but came back strong. He had some personal troubles uh, surrounding his daughter. He, he, he lost his daughter, which is very sad. And uh, but now he's, he's come back and he's looking strong. He's looking like a beast, you know. And he's, yeah. his last three wins, he's looked very good. So I'm expecting a tough opponent. Um, I think, I think personally, you know, I, I think I'm more, I'm too well rounded for him. I think, I think I'm, I'm better than him on the feet. And if I start struggling on the feet, I think I have options. I can take him down yeah. and use jiu-jitsu and use ground and pound. And I don't think there are options he's got. On top of that, I think I'm a better athlete. He tends to start gassing out halfway through the second round. And to be honest, halfway through the second round, that I'm, I'm, I seem to be getting stronger and yeah. my pace increases. Um, so, you know, as I said, I mean, you know, he does seem to have power in his hands. But, you know, everyone does with four-ounce gloves on. You know, you take anyone with four-ounce yeah. gloves and you take a shot on the chin, you're going down, you know, in the, yeah. in the sweet spot. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens on the night. But I'm I'm confident. I'm going out. He, I think he's underestimating me. I think his camp's underestimating me. I think he thinks he's just going to come out there and walk straight through me. Everyone always thinks that. Um, it's going to be fun. You know, I'm looking forward to proving him wrong and knocking him out and onwards and upwards. Right. So you're fighting in uh, in Sydney. Yep. One of the things about you, which I'm sure you're you're very aware, over here you're a star. You're very popular in in, in the UK. Less so in America, it seems. Yes. The response you get, perhaps they don't get the sense of humour, or I don't know what it is. Um, yeah. Explain that to me, and tell me what you think the reception is going to be in Australia, because they kind of get our sense of humour more, but we mm. have just taken the ashes off them. Yeah, So absolutely. are you going to be dropping well, that into press conferences? Well, last year, I was hoping for a cheer, and I said, oh, come on, you know, you always yeah. want to get cheered rather yeah. than booed. Ultimately, I'm not that bothered. As long <laughs> as I get cheered in England, you know, yeah. if you start getting booed in England... You're doing something wrong. It's time to take a good long look in the mirror <laughs> and figure yourself out. Uh, in America, started off actually, they, they, they were supportive of me. Then I did the well, I, I made a couple of stupid comments about my ammo, you know, but we didn't yeah. like each other, whatever, you know, whatever, bad blood, you know, you say stupid things. Then I went on the Ultimate Fighter, yeah. and it should have been Team Bisping team versus Team Henderson, like it always is, yeah. but they made it Team UK versus Team USA, you know, and Americans rightly so are very patriotic and you know they, they kind of thought I was anti-US you know yeah. and obviously I'm just trying to get my team to win 
you know, I wanted Which my team to win. you did pretty well, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a clean sweep, pretty yeah. much, you know. So I wanted my team to win, and, and, and you know, I said a few things. I wound them up, I talked a bit of shit, mm. whatever, but, uh, you know, if you can't handle it, go watch something else. Yeah. And and then after that, that was it. I'm certain in America, <laughs> I'm anti-USA, and yeah. um, this and that, and, you know, yeah, so they're not too kind to me out there. But saying that, that's on the internet and stuff, and, and, yeah. and at the fights, I think they boo, and it's a bit of pantomime. Yeah. Um, when I meet people out in the States, they're fantastic. You know, people always so come one over. on one-to-one? Yeah, on a one-to-one, yeah. they come over, oh, this bit, well, you're awesome, bro, no, this. I'm pretty confident because you could knock them out. Well, yeah, 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 maybe I, <laughs> when I turn around the corner, I'm like, ah, oh, he's an asshole. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, they're always, I'll, I'll be honest, I've never had a bad experience in America. They're yeah. always very friendly, you know. I have a lot of friends there. I spend a bit of time out there, so it's cool. Um, I was in Australia last year, they booed. Probably going to be the same this year. I mean, I'm with an Australian. My kids have got dual nationality. Three children with UK and Australian passports, you know. Yeah. So I thought that might have swung in my favour a little bit, but uh, that wasn't the case. And uh, I, I, we just took the ashes again. So uh, I don't know. I mean, we're sporting rivals, you know. Yeah. There's a bit of history there, so who knows. You're either wearing the uh, sort of the good guy's hat or the bad guy's hat, almost depending That's on what right. country you're fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Koscheck loves it. He seems to revel in it. And in, in an interview I saw him, I think part of it is an act. I don't know how much of it is an act. I've never met the guy or spoken to him. Yeah. Um, but the impression I get is that some of it is is him sort of playing on it and well, really building I, it yeah, up. I th- is I that think... something? Is 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 that something that you could almost turn to your advantage in yeah. America by almost like in professional wrestling? You need to have a good guy. You need no, to have of course. a bad guy. You well, can... well, I, well, well I've, I've embraced it now. Mm. Absolutely. You know, and I said this about. I mean. It's not the classiest thing to do in the world, but when I got on the scales last year in Australia and they all booed me, and there was over yeah. a thousand people there, I just stood on the scales and just <laughs> give them all the, the middle finger, yeah. you know, with both hands and uh, mouthed something else, to which they just went even more crazy. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, well, what am I going to do? I'm not going to walk out there and beg them to cheer me yeah. and cry myself to sleep over it at night, you know. So if they want you want to boo me, I'll give you something to boo. Yeah, so you know, any and that's great. Because no next time I fight there, they go, oh, let's yeah. go see him get knocked out again. Yeah. You know, and. Yeah, I'd rather have people cheer or boo, you know. The day I walk out and there's a bit of a polite class, oh, this guy, you know, and a tumbleweed rolls yeah. across the bloody arena, then, then you know, then then you start worrying. Uh, as long as I get a reaction, then that's great, and I put on exciting fights and, and people enjoy my fights for the right or wrong reasons, then then, then I'm happy. And as, as we touched on earlier, we've got um, Anderson Silva against Vitor Belfort uh, next weekend. Mm-hmm. How do you see that one? I see Anderson winning the, the, retaining his belt yeah. yeah Vito he's not has he even fought at 185 yet I'm not sure if he's fought at 185 so he's, that, that's one thing he's got to do um, and he's looked very very explosive in his last few fights obviously had some great knockouts knocked out Rich Franklin mm. you know in next to no time so you know that's not easy to do so uh, he's definitely posed some threats poses some threats but I, I, I just think Anderson you know I mean time and time again he's proved he's too much um, obviously he's not Superman and he's going to get beat at some point, you know, mm. and maybe this is the one. But, uh, you know, my my coach Mario does have a bit of inside knowledge that they, when they both trained together at Brazilian top team, Anderson would wipe the floor with him in every way, shape and form, right. whether it was sparring, wrestling, jiu-jitsu or anything. And they trained there together for quite some time and every single time Anderson had just had his way with him. And I think if that is the case, I don't know, that, mm. that second-hand information I've been yeah. told, but if that is the case, that's going to mess with you mentally. You know, I mean, going in there knowing that this guy has the upper hand. Yeah. You know, so who knows? Who knows? But I'd put my money either early, early first round veto. Yeah. But if it goes past that, Anderson Silver all the way. 
So you think that if you get through your next two fights, he'll be he'll he'll still be put the it this way. I want Anderson to win. Is what I'm saying <laughs> because if I fight Anderson Silva, I want it to be for the belt. I don't want to fight Anderson in a number one contender matchup. No, let's put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, and you think is is that something that and not just that Anderson Silva is you know he's got the legacy now yeah. he's an amazing fighter he's fantastic and I'd hope one day to get the right to fight him you know and if there's anyone you want to take the belt off and become a champ at middleweight it's got to be Anderson Silva yeah. you know I don't want yeah. someone else to beat Anderson and then you know I mean I'm talking hypothetically yeah. I don't want someone else to beat Anderson and then me beat them you know they're the ones that took the belt off Anderson yeah. do you know what I mean they're yeah. the ones that will be remembered you know and I, I'd love to be that guy and hopefully one day we'll keep training, got a good team around me, keep my nose down and yeah. keep sensible. And then hopefully one day it might happen. Could might not. not. Is you that know something what I mean? that's what I'm see, working towards. Could you see that happening back into this year, early next year, if, if things progressed? I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think hopefully I'll get through Jorge Rivera, and then one in the summer, yeah. you know, towards the end of the year, early next year, it could happen. You know, I mean, I've definitely matured a lot, as I said before, mentally and physically. My game's come on and... You know, it's, it's it's you know, it's time to do it. It's time to do it. You know, it's uh, now or never. Well, maybe not never. <laughs> I was going to say that a minute ago, so I stumbled. Yeah. You know, if, if I don't do it, I definitely want another shot. I don't want people going. You said it was now or never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's never, Michael. If it's not now, then maybe it'll be next year. But yeah. uh, no, I'm coming for the belt definitely. Slightly changing tack a little bit. Yeah. Um, when you walk out, you walk out to Blur. That's the song you... Which I keep meaning to change it. What are you going to change it to? I have no idea. Have you not got... I, I think all the time, many different options, and then when it comes near the time... And they ask you. And it's like, oh, just sort of... Just, uh, just yeah, because I've got more important things in my mind than my bloody music, you, yeah. you know? So it doesn't really mean a lot to you what you walk out to so much. It does, it does. I mean, I enjoy Blur, and everyone and everyone responds to it and, and uh, relates to it, you know? And like, like in, in uh, Manchester, I was going to change it when I fought Dennis Kang. And Dana White didn't want me to. He said, oh, it's all part of the Michael Bisping experience. And it is good when you walk out and the crowd know it and they all, you know, they all sing woo-hoo in the middle, you know, they all do that yeah. bit. The old crowd does it. And it's good yeah. and they all do that. So I do like it. And when it comes on the radio, I hear it somewhere, you know, it, you know, it reminds me of my fights and stuff. So, yeah. but, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm a music lover, you know, I do a lot of DJing and stuff. I love music. So there's a lot of good music out there that I'd like to yeah. walk out to. You know, but I don't know. It's kind of become synonymous with me in some yeah. ways. So maybe I'll stick with it. Maybe I won't. Okay. So what do you listen to when you're sort of getting ready for a fight? What do you have on in the dressing room? Um, well, to be honest, we have nothing on in there. Really? We can't because the TVs are on, and then the, there's lots of cameras in there. The filming and stuff. So if you okay. have the music on, it kind of interferes with the filming and stuff. So right. unfortunately, so but we do listen to iPods and stuff. So you know, I'll have um, anything from you know, if it, coming up to a fight, probably some. Hip hop music or some dance music. Yeah, yeah, w one or the other. What yeah. about um, if you're just chilling out? Just chilling out. Oh, it could be anything. It could be anything from as far away as some sixties music to yeah. bloody, uh, bloody soppy love songs to anything. I, I, I like a very wide range of music, but mainly hip hop, R and B, dance yeah. music, stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. What's the most embarrassing records you bought? I don't know. Oh Jesus, there's been a lot of them. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. If you looked on my iPod, there's some crap on there, but. Um, I don't know, I don't know. If there was one, someone say, can you believe Michael Bishop bought this? I don't know. See, because I've been a DJ for years, so I've the bodyguard soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I don't know. I'll have to come back to that one. <laughs> I know that I've got a problem embarrassing myself, but just nothing's springing to mind. Okay, nothing, nothing worth mentioning. Right, Australia, long flight. 
big time difference. Mm-hmm. How's, how do you feel that's... I know you've done it before, but how do you feel that's going to affect you, if at all? I actually think it's going to be good for me. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, I mean, I, I train in all the time, but, you know, it's freezing cold in the morning. I'm looking forward to getting out there. You know, uh, I'm going out there two weeks tomorrow. So I'll be out there two weeks before. Uh, well, yeah, that's right, two weeks, two and a half weeks. A um, few days to acclimatise. My last week of training, last hard week of training, and then a week of recovery and um, making weight and stuff. And it's actually really good for making weight out there. You know, the, the weight, it'll help the weight come off a little bit. It's a, quite a humid um, climate. So, um, you know, sweating those last few pounds of stuff out of you. I found last year was very, very easy. The, uh, for example, I did 15 pounds and it, it was the easiest weight cut I've ever done. I did the exact same way in Vegas in my next fight, but that's a dry heat mm-hmm. and I almost would have killed myself doing it because I thought it'd come off the exact same way, but obviously both hot countries, but one's dry and one's humid. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we made some good friends out there last time. Um, the Tahuna gym and the, all the guys there, they were very accommodating and they're very helpful. So we've kind of got it all boxed off. We've got a great place to train. We've got some great training partners. There's myself plus uh, two other guys from my gym fighting on the card. So there's, you know, there's going to be about 15 of us all going out there. So there's a full-on camp and it's going to be good times. With the, um, with the weather as it has been, End of, end of the year and beginning of this year being cold yeah would you never do a, a warm weather training in a build up oh yeah definitely I mean it's, it's not something I'm against but at the same time you know I don't really have to do it I mean it's just so expensive you know to, mm. you know, for example like you could go up to California Big Bear and do a, a camp up there but then you've got to fly your boxing coach your Brazilian Jiu Jitsu coach your wrestling coach your manager probably five or six training partners they all need compensating for having, for all their other lessons and work they might have. They all need flights. You need accommodation for them all. You know, you need all that type of stuff. Uh, plus, it's time away from the kids, you know, and all the rest of it. I mean, I, I, I devote myself 100% to my fights. Um, but obviously, at weekends and stuff, you know, and when you're coming at night, you know, you, you get to go and see your kids in bed, tuck them in and all that. You know, it's still nice to do those things, you know what I mean, and see them at the weekend. So... You know, it's not that I'm against it. I mean, I've been out before and done five week camps in Vegas and this and that. So, yeah, if I need to, I would. But as of right now, it's, it's not essential. Could you ever see yourself basing yourself in Vegas or somewhere out there? Yeah, um, moving the family out there. Yeah, well, well, my, my girlfriend's Australian. She's constantly putting pressure on me to to go out to Australia. I mean she she doesn't hate England but mm. she came over here with her family and they've all gone back and obviously right. she's with me so she's here on her own and uh, so so that gets her down. But um I thought I thought about getting a place in Vegas for a while but I'm happy where I'm at, you know, I love England. I'm proud to be English and I'm proud to have stayed to my roots, you know, and prove that we can compete on the world scene without having to up sticks and move to uh, California or whatever and train. And uh you know, I mean yeah, what was <laughs> kind of lost track of what I was saying then. <laughs> Moving but, out there. Yeah, so no, but yeah, I mean, I've thought about it before. That. You know, I, I've mm. thought about it. I've talked about it, and this mm. and that. But I'm still here. Yeah. All these years later, I'm still here doing what I love. I mean, I love where I live. You know, I mean, I, I get to travel. You know, I'm lucky. I'm very lucky. I get to travel. Yeah. The, you know, go to see some beautiful places in the world, and I get to visit them. But I like coming home to where I live. Tiny small town. Yeah. Same friends and family that I've known all my life. No one gives a shit about what I do. Couldn't mm. care less. And that's nice. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Slightly controversial question, possibly, as well as being famous for being Michael Bisbee's UFC fighter, you're also quite famous for the fact that you fight out of the wolf's lair. Yeah. Have you ever thought that there might be more more to learn 
by swapping camps around. I know people like GSP have, have changed training partners or training camps yeah. for different fights because they need to focus on specific things. Sure. Is that something that's ever crossed your mind? I mean, obviously you're, you know, you're, as you say, you're, you know, true to your roots and all the rest of it, and that's your mm. that's your local MMA sure, gym, sure. and you've, you've helped build that up. I suppose, yeah, so. yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I know what you're saying. Um, see, the thing is, uh, the Wolf Slayer, you know, it's not an open door policy, but if yeah. we need something bringing in. We'll bring it in, yeah. you know, and, and Anthony and Lee, they'll, they'll figure it out and they'll bring them in. Yeah. Like, for example, at the moment, we've got a few new guys from Brazil who are living in the gym, you know, a lot of black belts. Um, there's about five BJJ black belts from Brazil mm. on the mat on a daily basis, you know, mm. and you can go to Brazil and, uh, and and get that, or you can just nip down the M6 for 20 minutes and get that at the Wolf Slayer. Yeah. If we need tie boxes or whatever, they'll bring them in. If we need wrestling coaches... You know, we'll bring them in between yeah. the contacts I've made, between the contacts that Lee and Anthony who own the gym, between they have, mm. between the contacts of Czech Congo, Rampage, and all the rest of it. It's, it's you know, and Mario, who's the head coach, you know, he's, he's you've got a lot of contacts in Brazil. Between us all, we can pretty much cover all the bases. I mean, Mario's a fantastic coach, and we have great Mark Kinney, all the coaches there do a fantastic job. And if there's anything else, you know, we, they do recognise, they're not, the heads aren't up their own arses, you know what I mean? They do recognise that, you know, like this guy, you know, we need to bring in a specialist or whatever, yeah. and we'll do that. We'll, we'll finish up. What's the next 12 months hold for Michael Bisbing? How do you see the next 12 months panning out? Let's say we sit down again this sort of time yeah. next year. Where are you going to be? What will have happened in the, in, in, in the last 12 months, do you think? In a perfect world, this time, in 12 months' time, I'll beat Jorge Rivera, I'll beat a contender in the summer, and I'll pop either just one or just getting ready to fight for the title in the new year. Um, sorry, yeah, 12 months, yeah, yeah. so about, about now. Yeah, um, yeah p- pretty much, you know, two or three fights, you know, I mean, I've got one in a few weeks, I've got one in the summer, and one coming towards the end of the year or early new year. So, um, so yeah, you know, potentially a title next year some people are going to laugh at that and scoff at that and I know some of your MMA purists you know they think I'm never going to get it and all the rest of it um, you know but I'll enjoy proving them wrong best of luck thank you very much former lightweight and welterweight champion BJ Penn battles the unstoppable relentless John Fitch also coming off three straight wins including two knockout victories Jorge Rivera will look to solidify his top contender status as he faces explosive powerhouse Michael Bisping and vicious submission master George Sotiropoulos looks to move one step closer to the title but first he must defeat the most dangerous kickboxer in the division Dennis Seaver the ultimate fighting championship